put blankets on our pipes. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Smoke weed every day. We spark one up. Spark one up. I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. Smoke in a bowl, sir. You mind if I do a J? Mind if I do a J? No, I don't mind. Awesome, because I might do a J. In fact, on a Tuesday. In the bowl. In the bowl. It's Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. With a Bonton Roulette. Or could it be her massive (laughs) stripper titties? Could be. We're here with episode 63. That's right. Episode 63. You know we're always coming through for you on a Tuesday night. Same time, same place. Nine-ish central. We're back and we're at it. Hard to believe, but it's true. It's like clockwork every time. Just like that, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly exactly like the work of a clock, really. (laughs) If you think about like the hands going around and us going around. Yeah. Hey, we do have some people to thank before we get too deep. Get behind the curtain. Forget. All right, let's thank them. It's em. been known to happen. We want to thank, as always, no dabbit, putting the ice stream up. But, you know, Fletcher reminded me, we should thank Void Zero for, you know, the Zero Node kind of infrastructure that we chat on. If you're listening live, you can go over to the Zero Node IRC, uh, Bowl After Bowls, our channel, and we type in there and chat in there and put titty pictures in there and all kinds of ignorant shit. You can do that too. Uh, same place all of the different channels. We love the we love all the channels. We're in Hog Story channel. We're in No Agenda channel. We're in that Noob Shelter channel. We're in Retard channel. Bone Zone. Rare Encounter channel. We got the Bone Zone channel. We got hashtag bullshit. We got whatever you like, Sewer Chat channel. I bet there's channels I forget. That's how many channels there are. There's just channels on channels, you guys. But bowl after bowl, that's what we talk about when we say we're in the bowl. You could be in the bowl, too. If you go to bowlafterbowl.com, you get all the lovely Listen Live links. Find out where we're at. No Agenda Social is another place we hang out. Talking about that yesterday. Because I was on like a half campaign to keep John and Carolyn from leaving. No Agenda Social when it fills up. Some people are thinking about, you know, once it hits the 10K cap. Adam's been talking about the 10K cap. Get in before it hits 10,000. I actually have some old dummy accounts, and I've got two of them, so I'll delete those two for John and Carolyn to stay. Then then there will be two less accounts, and um, they don't have to leave over it. (laughs) Well, they haven't left yet, so... I know, I thought they'd already (laughs) gone, and they're like, tooting from other instances primarily, but they're still there. Yeah. I just got all nervous, man. It's like my favorite people on there, pretty much. Well, speaking of Carolyn and Fletcher, we ought to thank them for having us in the smoker last Thursday. Absolutely. That was, that was a, a fun time. As always. Yeah, you should check that out. Hog story. Hog story. 
pog story. It's a big story. You know you love it. I like fresh air, motherfucker. We always have a good time hanging out with the hogs. Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. Hogstory.net. Check them out. Uh, our executive producer for today's episode is C Mike. Thank you, C Mike. C Mike. Coming in with three uh thirty-four twenty, I should say. That's three four twenties. Hey. Dance and move your legs around. That's a great number. Yes, it's a great number. Thirty-four twenty. Uh he does send in a note too. I made a note of his note, but then I have to pull his note up. See, Mike says, a little piece of value for value to the bowl, as the flight leader for the Blue Angels says, smoke on. All right. All right. Well, we do smoke on. Rock on. Smoke on. In the bowl, the quirk ass, too. It's been a while since we've seen her, but we know she's out there sending love and uh, positive energy. Um, And to everyone who sent us voicemails, every week we tell you a little first time I ever topic. So... This week, it's the first time I ever knew I fucked shit up that Lorraine came up with last week. So that's a good one. Um, it's really easy to call the bull, text the bull, send pictures to the bull. All you got to do is call 816-607-3663 and the play of On Bowl After Bowl, you can get your voicemail in. We're talking about that this week. Um, and speaking of that voicemail jingle from Sir Seat Sitter, thank you, Sir Seat Sitter. We're going to have Sir Seat Sitter on our next Bowls with Buds on Saturday. Yay! Bowls with Buds! High time that we came up with another Bowls with Buds. <laughs> so that's what's going down on Saturday. Be out on the lookout for that. That'll be Saturday evening. Um, and yes, thanks again to C Mike, by the way. I forgot to mention if you get value out of this podcast, we are what we call value for value podcasting uh concept that uh really uh, Adam and John of the No Agenda Show pioneered. We put our whole podcast out there for your enjoyment for uh free up front and we just ask if you get value from it. Uh the return value in the show, there's so many different ways to do it from from voicemails to PayPal's to Bitcoin Pay server to Sphinx Chat even. If you want to get into the Sphinx Chat ecosystem and send stream lightning Bitcoin payments while you listen to the show uh, or just boost the little chats, all of that stuff helps the show, helps pay for hosting, helps pay for all different things. Um, and yes, content content is always welcome too. You can email Lorian at Bull After Bull. Spencer at Bowl After Bowl. All good stuff. All ways to contribute. As Adam likes to say, your time, talent, and treasure. So there's so many ways to do it. And we got a good show for you today. But I wanted to say up front, if we lose you at any point, that may be due to rolling blackouts. Hmm. Rolling blackouts. I never thought that we would have to deal with that type of shit. But uh, we did lose power yesterday. Yes, we did. For about an hour. And then I got an email from the city saying that it was a rolling blackout because we're everyone's using too much power. Right. And they actually have 
shut down the Kansas City skyline to conserve energy. So it is dark downtown tonight. This is a little company that I've never heard of before, but they're called Southwest Power Pool. Hmm. And it is an operation out of Little Rock, Arkansas. And they manage the electric grid and wholesale power market for the central U.S. in 14 different states. And so that's who's getting hammered right now. And that's why we had our shit shut off. And in fact, I have an update here from KNBC 9 News in Kansas City. Uh, In an update Tuesday evening, Evergy said there is still extreme stress on the southwest power pool grid because of the cold weather. Evergy said the SPP has told the utility that it may be asked to implement temporary power outage events between 8 p.m. Tuesday and Wednesday morning. So, Oh, perfect. Just in time for the bowl. No shit. If (laughs) if we just go dark, then uh, that's why. And Christ, dude, that would suck balls because... It's like I'm recording and I'm recording, but all that recording gets shut off. And I don't have a cool uh, battery-operated recorder like Fletcher does, you know. So I'm just going on. I'm just flying on faith here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just flying on faith that hopefully we can get through the show, get it all recorded, and get it pushed out according to schedule. Yeah. I did see someone post on Nextdoor this morning, not far from here, that they had their power turned off for like 15 minutes this morning Mm. around 8 a.m. Oh, lovely. Never been more pissed off, man. I mean, not never, never, but in recent memory, it's just like, it's almost like, uh, you know, you you have to be independent in so many ways, mm-hmm. and now you even need, like, energy independence from the grid. Yep. Like, I would, I would really want a backup generator now that runs natural gas. The problem, too, though, is they have a natural gas shortage as part of the whole triggering of this... Uh, Stupid rolling blackouts. There's a oh really a um yeah there's a they're low on natural gas they're low on reserve energy and they put a bunch of shit into their renewables solar and wind that don't do dick when there's a snowstorm or ice storm yeah when they get covered in snow and ice they get f- the the windmills freeze up and they've got to be defrosted with helicopters and all kinds of shit. And the, the, yeah, the solar panels, when they're covered with frost, they can't absorb the sun's <laughs> energy. They got this guy on a power... I've been looking up news about the Southwest Power Pool, and they've got this recording of the dude on a Zoom call. I don't know. I guess he's, like, one of the honchos. Reminds me of an old boss I had at that coffee shop. <laughs> uh, I can see it. Ray-Ban glasses, full beard and goatee, salt and pepper motherfucking look. Wearing a sweater over his button-up so we don't have to iron it. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of guy. You know the kind of guy. <laughs> middle management kind of guy. Yeah, I'm a 50-year-old middle manager kind of guy. Yuck. Anyway, first time in uh, 80 years they've had to do this, they said. 80? 8 zero? 80 years. That's bad. Yeah. I mean, the cold is cold. It's bitter cold, man. It's been cold. We've got frozen pipes in the house. We've got... Our kitchen pipes have been frozen since, what, they're for like five days now? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. They were the first to freeze, and they're still frozen. We got some <laughs> strategically placed uh, space heaters. So yesterday when the power went out, more shit froze up. I think of like the baseline of the cold line froze up so that water stopped pumping downstairs and upstairs and everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I moved some space heaters around, and then I got... 
stuff in the basement flowing pretty quickly. Yeah, and then it went upstairs. And then it went upstairs, it turned on, in the two bathrooms upstairs. But that kitchen line is separate. Kitchen line's separate, and the cold line finally thawed out today, but not the hot line. The hot line is still froze, which, explain that one to me. Mm. I hate plumbing. Plumbing is, I love doing most of my stuff myself. Um, Electric plumbing, framing is like what I have the most experience in, as far as work experience and actually doing a bunch of it. But, uh, Jesus Lord, plumbing is the worst. Plumbing (laughs) is just what absolutely makes me jump off my chair. It makes me crazy. Are you sure this doesn't have anything to do with uh, Biden rescinding Trump's executive order there? It's like a 90-day suspension that says... uh, I'm not sure of anything. International... Well, Trump's executive order said international entities can't screw with our power grid. And then Biden was like, we're going to suspend this for 90 days. Which riddled me that. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that was suspended at the very end of January. Oh, well. In Biden's first week. <laughs> Here and we yeah, are. <laughs> I mean, who, who fucking knows, dude? Who really knows? All I know is like, you know, OTG when it comes to tracking is like a nice idea, but I think off the energy grid is even more important. Yeah. And off the food grid. The food especially. But I- Jesus Christ, all of these fucking systems, I'm so sick of it, just being totally broken. And I'm not talking about, you know, obviously the system works for a handful of sick fucks at the top of the food chain. Obviously, it works really great for them. But for regular people, dude, our food system is broken. Our electric system is broken. All our public utilities are broken, mismanaged, massively centralized, which really just screws you in times like this. Our education system, our church system, our family system, everything that you can name or think of as an institution or a system in our modern culture is just fucked to pieces it's totally busted it's total and you know i mean this is not really news to most of us it's not really a big shock or a big surprise but like just the level of deterioration that we've reached it's like how much more how much more can it take i don't know i just really don't know i don't either so uh it really just kind of gets me down because like (laughs) I, I get all this f- fucking anger built up, and I want to, you know, I always look to be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. But my grandpa always said, be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And I'd love to. I'd really love to. But it's just hard to know where to turn or what to do. A little piece here, a little bit there. But Jesus, it just feels like you're so small, you know, and all of these systems are so massive, and so locked in dependency, especially living in the central f- city. Um, if you're in the urban core, man, it's like w- your life is built on a lot of this stuff. I mean, even the grocery store to a certain extent is just multinational traps. Yeah, all it's, those import vegetables. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, well. And like how to live outside it, oh my goodness. The powers that be have pretty much destroyed any community that we knew growing up. And especially with the scamdemic. Yeah, I mean... Just saying you can't even go to church and all that nonsense. <laughs> and people caving to it. Shutting yeah, their businesses down. Go right along with it. Sing hymns on Zoom like it's just like what you have to do. That's so irritating. And even these rolling blackouts, man. Instead of, you know, 
Instead of people stepping up and being like, this should never, ever, ever happen because it shouldn't. No, they're just like, they already have the fucking explanation. Yeah. Well, what we need to do is just put blankets on our pipes and turn our lights off and uh, turn the radios off and just, you know, not use any power and just hug on in a corner. And na, 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 na. Like... Let's hold hands and share a secret. There in the are dark. more solutions, man. There are more solutions to um, there are more solutions to this energy shortage than just shutting everyone's shit off intermittently at random intervals with no warning. I mean, especially overnight. Who's on a CPAP? Who's you know? You never know whose whose life depends upon the electricity going overnight. Yeah. Oh, not to mention it inconveniences everyone when your uh, alarm clocks are all, you know, just flashing and Resets not set alarm anymore. Clocks. A lot of people have poorly insulated homes that can't stand, you know, a full hour of no electricity. Yeah. And you little know. ones. And little kids. People with babies yeah. and the elderly, they're at, you know, far more danger than we are. It just makes, it's just mind boggling how we could get to this point. I'm thankful we have a fireplace. No doubt. <laughs> well, you know, three winters ago, it got, or maybe two winters ago. I think ago, it was two, it, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. We lost power for three or four days. Yep. Um, But it yeah. wasn't a rolling blackout. Right, yeah, that was just power loss, like, yeah, it was due to an ice storm. Yep. Knocked a bunch of people out. And yeah, we had to drain all the pipes and winterize the house and stay with Pops a couple days. Yeah. Cook food on the fire before that, though. We did. We baked some baked potatoes in the fireplace and did a little Boy Scout shit, but good Lord. There's got to be some solutions. And Bill Gates' smug mug on fucking oh, 60 Minutes 60 on minutes Sunday. Either. Yeah, I saw that. Touting uh, nuclear, which surprised me. I was me. surprised by that. But he wants his own little nuclear that he controls kind of thing. With the special sodium-cooled nuclear systems. That's what he was touting. So now my eyes are on that. Just another fucking did, Bill Gates thing you gotta watch. Did you see that that segment he did on 60 Minutes was sponsored by Pfizer? No, I did not. Yeah. In the very beginning it was like, 60 Minutes with Bill Gates, sponsored by Pfizer. We started out with the fake meat goo. Oh, How yeah, great gross. fake meat goo is. And then um, I think they mentioned bugs too at some point. And then it was all like, he went transitioned into nuclear power. And I was like, nuclear? I mean, now that's a that's a solution, but I'm sure it's only a certain nuclear that Bill's got his hand way up. I think you talked about solar pan, uh, yeah, solar panels for a minute there too, and I couldn't stop thinking about that whole he wants to like tint the ozone oh, <laughs> nonsense right. that came up a while ago. Yeah, I was like, how are the solar panels gonna work if you dim the sun? <sighs> Fucking maniacal, dude. Yeah, it's just crazy. Don't fuck with Mother Nature. Yeah, you don't fuck with that cocksucker. <laughs> but it has been fucking cold. It's been rough. Let's see what it is right now. There was an article that said um, a hospital in Minneapolis treated 33 frostbite cases last week. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, current conditions here are 0. 0.3 degrees Fahrenheit. 0. 0.3? 0. 0.3 degrees. Lovely. Or 17.6 below Celsius. Just lovely. For you international listeners. I know they said the wind got 
the wind chill was like negative 25 yeah, days ago the, or something. The wind chill's brutal, Ugh. dude. Just brutal. And you wake up and your alarm's like, today is a high of two degrees. And currently, negative 10. I was like, are you joking me? I'm not leaving bed. That's why his body fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know whose body didn't fall apart, though? Who? Three Cubans who ate rats, coconuts, and conch for 33 days on a remote island off the coast of Florida. Oh, that's an exotic... Uh... This was the most talked about 33 article of the week. Interesting. Yes. An exotic article. Exotic. Three Cubans, 33 days. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? Mm. They're a nice detention now, but... Yeah, 33 days. Made it a headline-worthy story. If they had been there for 30 days, we wouldn't have heard about it, I think. Yeah. And then also, did you see that Cannabics, C-A-N-N-A-B-I-C-S, pharmaceuticals, they have done, they've completed a study with their uh, cannabinoid-based medicine for colorectal cancer, mm -hmm. and the study showed that it reduced tumors in mice by 33%. I was like, all right. Wonderful. Crossing streams here. Got a 33 <laughs> weed story this week. And their uh, capsule name for the study, at least, is RCC33. Huh. I was like, oh, yeah, double the magic number. I'll be damned. Yeah. They did their study in Israel because, of course, yeah, Israel and medical... A lot of medical studies there for weed. Years ahead of us. Because they haven't blocked it for ages. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they ever have. I don't know, but most of the studies... You know, when American politicians are like, I just need to see more research on it, you can always point them to medical studies from Israel. Oh, yeah, like all the research we have on... There are plenty. mRNA vaccines, all the research <laughs> that we have on Xanax, all the research that we have on... Name any pharmaceutical... That's broadcast to your TV. <laughs> I guarantee you that cannabis has been studied at least 33 times more frequently than any of those drugs. Yeah, for at least 3,300 years. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to work pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it does. Most of my studies have concluded. That works pretty nice. Works pretty nice. Think about making some fudge soon. Mm, fudge. Some can of fudge. Can of fudge. Yeah, that sounds good. Got a deal on fudge. Did I tell <laughs> you kids my deal on fudge? <laughs> I don't think you told the bowlers about we were your fudge at, deal. We were at the Valmarts, as you do every once in a while. And then they have like a clearance shelf at the grocery section of just like bullshit. They're trying to s cycle out. And they had these fudge kits. It was like four forty nine. is what it's clearance down to. I don't know what the regular price was. Eight or nine bucks or something. Figured out four forty nine. It's like fun dessert you can make with the girls. Like okay, I'm gonna just throw it in the cart. And then we got to the self checkout and we rang it up and that fucker rang up as forty nine cents instead of four forty nine. <laughs> it was point four nine. Yeah. Instead of four point four nine. So somebody entered that one wrong in the system, and I was like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back and get the rest of them. Yeah, cause it comes with like a whole bag of marshmallows. A whole bag of the Toll House chocolate chips. Yep. A can of evaporated, evaporated milk. milk. Some sugary mix. And the yeah, the sugar mix stuff. And that's it. And then you just 
All you gotta do is add three tablespoons of butter. Everything else in the box. Butter. 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 So I ended up buying like six or seven of those fuckers for less than what I thought I was gonna pay for one. And bam, you got fudge for days. Ninety percent off, dog. Ninety percent off the clearance price, even. That's a deal. Yeah. Yeah, you were like, I think I'm gonna go back. I was like, go for it. I think I want more. Give me all the fudge. Gotta have the fudge, man. <laughs> Gotta have the fudge. <laughs> Gotta have that fudge, fudge, fudge. Boom, boom. Oh, law enforcement in California is pissed off about um, the cannabis workers being able to get their sh- their vaccines before them. Like, they, I found out that these California weed workers... They got, um, like, grandfathered into phase 1A. So they're eligible before teachers and law enforcement and the EMTs. Wow. Yeah. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Not really, though. (laughs) No. I didn't clip it, but there was this... um, Now, that's a huge opportunity to be like, well, I'm in the first wave, so I really wanted to give my position to the more vulnerable. Precisely. Well... And so this law enforcement guy uh, that I was listening to bitch about it online, he was just saying, like, he gets all these calls from elderly people, and they're like, I'm trying to schedule an appointment to get my vaccine, but I, it's always booked. When is it going to stop being booked? And he's like, if these damn 20-year-old stoners would stop getting the jab, then the old people could get it. It's like, oh, is your little plan to kill off all the senior citizens not working? <laughs> Well, I mean, I'd imagine too, from a sales perspective, that you'd want to put the most likely buyers in the in the pool to go first. You know, I'm not saying necessarily that cannabis industry people are the most likely buyers, but the age demo definitely is. People who unironically have Fauci stickers with Ugh. the positive message on their cars. Ugh. Like I- fucking idiot, Pied Piper chasing motherfuckers. I almost poked my eyes out because I kept seeing these stupid Fauci Valentines online. I was like, you gotta be joking me. Like, some were even vaccine-related. Yeah. I saw somebody post the clip of him saying, like, I'm gonna Fauci you or something like that. I don't remember. All I remember is it made me throw my phone across the room. (laughs) That fucker. I swear. I haven't seen it since, actually. I haven't seen my phone all day. I don't know where the fuck it went. He gets paid too much money to not even be able to keep a story straight. I know. Every time he's on the TV, it's some different thing. Yeah. I'm still pissed off that he said Santa was immune to COVID, and then his little ass flew up to the North Pole just to jab him. Yeah, it's pretty goofy. He can't keep any story straight. For the kids, for the adults. I mean, you'd think the highest paid guy in the whole federal government would have some sort of a clue as to what the fuck's going on, but... It seems like no. No. No, and they don't even care to, like, coach him <laughs> to be better on TV. Oh, it's just all so obvious and gross. Terrible. Uh, So the magic number and, of course, like, hot topics tend to go hand in hand. Sure. So Indiana and Georgia both reported 33 coup-related deaths. Then in, also in Georgia... <coughs> They wrote up a whole story about this 33-year-old activist Hmm. who campaigned for Obama, Bernie, and Hillary. He died of the coup. 
Oh, neat. so it's like out of the thirty-three, one was a thirty-three-year-old, and <laughs> oh, and he's got these three political affiliations. <laughs> uh, and then um, there's a, there's a lot of listicles that use the number thirty-three, and now we're gonna start seeing the listicle of. 33 places you can get the vaccine. Oh, God. I just saw one for Nebraska. I was like, all right, well, Missouri's not going to be on there because we have the lowest rate behind all the territories and everything. So. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, Nebraska, you want to get a jab? 33 places will poke you. And then um, also in the UK, they just confirmed 33 cases of the variant which they say comes from Nigeria. Oh, boy. Yep. You can't so, say that, though, right? It's, I thought it's it was racist. a racist. Racist to say where it came from. No, only only if it's China. China is asshole. China is big, fat, floppy asshole. <laughs> I heard too much about the Lunar New Year this weekend. <laughs> no one gives a I fuck. I got so fucking mad. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about new, Lunar New Year. How about no. that? No. Lunar New Month. Kiss my balls. Yeah, that's true. That's when we celebrate moons every month. <laughs> Bitch. I'm irritated today. Can you tell? Hey, I was irritated last week. They've got me sideways, man. I'm trying I'm trying to stay positive, man, but it's tough. <laughs> positive vibes, man. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Be <laughs> I feel better now. I'm no help. I've been going through weird, like, pregnancy mood swings. <laughs> yeah. Can't even make fun of you in some <laughs> totally uh, nonchalant <laughs> way. Let's recap what happened. If you can't troll your wife, like, <laughs> what's wrong with the world? That's just, like, a imbalance. Okay, that was two weeks ago. The system. I don't think, I think that might be the only time I've cried. <laughs> and during this pregnancy, besides just watching movies, over the lamest. Okay, like okay, my neighbor Totoro made me cry, <laughs> even though I knew it, oh, it's gonna be a happy ending. Us. It was just like <sighs> one line where like the older sister's like to the little sister, "You're the reason why mom's sick," and their mom's like dying, and then the little sister runs away, and then they can't find her, and it made me ball my <laughs> just like that. <laughs> But then I was restocking the fridge and I was also being a bit of a Nagatha Christie. I know. I nagged you. And so I was like, you should have restocked the fridge. Yeah. And then, whatever. I'm sorry about being a nag. But I ended up restocking the fridge and I put the whole pack in when I was like, just put four in. And from the other room, <laughs> you were like, what's four in? I was like, oh, you said it's four in? <laughs> And I couldn't hear what you're you said four in. because I'm a deaf old bat. <laughs> and I was like, what did you say? The movie is foreign? It's a foreign movie? I think it's supposed to be in English. And then I thought about it for a while and was still trying to figure out what yeah, you said. Yeah, we were about to watch Rolling Kansas, <laughs> which NetNet had recommended. Which is an excellent movie suggestion. Everyone should watch it. And so you're fucking around in the <laughs> fridge and I'm just sitting on the couch like waiting for the movie but to start. You're and hollering at me done. from the other room. I'm just like, what did you say? It's foreign? And then she's like, what, this movie's foreign? I didn't know it was foreign. I thought it was not foreign. Yeah. And I'm just on the couch, like, just trying. I'm, but like, you won't repeat what you up, said. But I'm not, like, I'm 
trying not to laugh out loud. So then I come out and then I just like I see that you were laughing and you're like, oh, I was just trolling you. I was you. like, dude, I'm just trolling you. And I just, just said started. Four, you said you put four in. I said, is it four in? I like pretended like I couldn't hear you. Well, you were like, it took you a minute and a half to say something. Well, that's what was so funny and that's is what... because you were silent. Like I said, oh, you said it's foreign. And then it's just like dead silence for like 90 seconds. And then you're like, the movie's foreign. <laughs> I thought, it, you know, I had moved on. I thought we were like, you know, I didn't know you were still trying to decipher. No, I was still trying to comment. decipher what you had said from the other oh room. And so then when Hello? you told me, when you were like, no, I was just trolling you. Then I just lost it because I was like, you know, I'm just real frustrated about lots of things. But I had to spend a whole minute and a half trying to figure out what you said. And then I just started crying. You can't. And it, I mean, now it's funny. Thank goodness it's funny to me. It's not me that's the hell is that humming. Noise? Bro, that's not the noise I want. But you got to laugh. I mean, I cried then, but now I'm laughing now. Yes, so. that's the one. Uh, C. Mike asks, "The film sh filmed and shot in Lockhart, Texas, Rolling, Kansas." Yes, 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 yes. It's about some college bros from Texas that, f that go to Kansas for stony adventures. Well, I'll leave it at that. Okay. I'll leave it at that. That and there's like a couple there's of dudes. There's a treasure from, uh, map to an enchanted forest of weed. Yeah. Okay. Giving it all away. No, that's not giving <laughs> anything away. That's the plot. <laughs> Wow, I am really high. It's a pretty great one. Are you? We haven't even gone behind the curtain yet. Me? But I'm ready. That was that guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. Man, could be anything. Oh, so much snow. But not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dusting. But we then get a it's dusting just like every night. The lamest snow. Like, you can't roll it and pack it and do anything with it. Have fun. You just freeze your ass off standing in it while you're trying to smoke a cigarette. That's about it. Yeah. Best part is the little ones waking up every morning, and the two-year-old says, It's snowing! I'm like, mm, no. It snowed. It's not snowing right now. And then the three-year-old says, Christmas snow. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Christmas snow. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas snow. But seriously, you want to go behind the curtain? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. It's right back here. That's right. So, it was Valentine's Day this weekend. Yeah, it was. Yo, Valentine's Day. Um, Leafly put out an article with like five different studies tied together about how weed is good for your sex life. <laughs> and these studies made claims like... People who consume weed have more sex. Hmm. I was like, okay, all right. Uh, women who use weed are two times more likely to orgasm. Oh. That's pretty good increase of chance of orgasm. Double? I would say. Yeah. Double your chances? Just worth a little it. weed? Yeah, that seems like an easy decision to make. Studies also claim that it's good for sexual health, especially for women. It'll like boost your libido. Make your things work. Get that plumbing working correctly. It's just and the way they talk to checks into it. And and that uh, girls who smoke weed, women who smoke weed, uh, have a higher sex drive and less discomfort while making love. Sounds nice. Which is always good because 
Making love should not be uncomfortable. Yeah. Or painful. Or difficult. Or difficult, yeah. <laughs> but I guess the industry saw uh, an uptick in topical purchases this Valentine's Day. Oh, the rubby lubbies. Which is good because uh, flower prices are still pretty high since the demand is up. Um, but I guess like edible prices have stayed pretty much the same and still have like beverages and the, uh, you know, they have like lubricants now and all sorts of stuff. Transdermal patches. My favorite. Do you really massage for, the, for oil. the dermal patch? I love the transdermal patch. I've only experienced one once from a legal state and it was badass because it's just this big old sticker and I cut it in half because... You know, the dose makes the poison. And <laughs> I also didn't want to be like, I didn't know how high I was going to get, if at all. It said it had a pretty high THC content. So I was like, all right, I'll cut it in half and try it. And uh, I slapped it on my lower back where all my pain is. And the pain just went away. It was so nice. And I got a little buzz off of it. And I would say cutting it in half was definitely the right move. Must for me. be fucking nice. It was nice. This was years ago. It was before Trump was president. <laughs> it's like 2015. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Ooh, they have some uh, cannabis bath salts, soaks, and scrubs that they sold this weekend. Yeah. Weedy Valentine's Day. Best tell you, Valentine's man, that's Day. the best thing for my body. It is. It might be. It's natural. Besides, you know, any pesticides that get used in it that we don't know about. Yeah, well, you but, know, pesticides. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's why there's a free market. And you can support people that don't poison you with their growing processes. If you're not a bug, you have nothing to fear <laughs> from pesticides. Uh, then I found out that the term canisexual is trademarked. By whom? <laughs> a sex counselor. Who uses weed in her therapy sessions? I was like, dang, she's been doing it since 2013. That's when she got that trademark on the name or copyright or whatever. Is it like a sexuality? Can you <laughs> can you <laughs> trademark a sexuality? The term canisexual was coined by sex counselor Ashley Manta from California who begun a sex therapy and education practice using cannabis in 2013. And everyone's like, ah, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, oh, nice. So it's not like your sexual preference, it's a sexual practice. You bring weed uh. into the bedroom. But she talks Bro, about... I was doing that for years. <laughs> Give me a break. I know, I've been a canisexual before she started her business, that's for sure. But she uh, also, like... It seems like she's against smoking. It's all just topicals and all sorts of stuff. Oh, and uh, Jesus. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and she also really has this like focus on CBD, you know, because she's like, I want people in every state to be able to participate. Uh, <laughs> Fifty state legal. Fifty state legal. <laughs> so I've been told. I promise. But it got me thinking about something, and I found a doctor who. Um, online backed this up years ago cotton vagina you know you get cotton mouth what yeah you can get cotton vagina too 
Just saying, so you know, yeah. Just drink. That's an amazing story, man. That's, that's cool as fuck. That's why there's lubes and stuff, but <laughs> it can happen. It can happen. Some women have a worse problem with it than others. That's why his body fell apart. Luckily, I don't suffer from cotton vagina. That's good. But yeah, I was like, what if you're using like a weed infused lube, but it actually just dries your shit up? Maybe that if you're suck. like. Hitting the J with your cunt, it might dry out, but come on, man. Yeah. It's the kind of extreme. Extreme. Extreme cotton pussy. <laughs> I mean, that's the opposite of what you want. Yeah. No no dryness in the bedroom. <laughs> Soft, but dry. <laughs> <laughs> Coconut, man, a little MTC oil, that's what you need. Coconut, huh? Coconut. Slab it on. Coconut oil. Coconut oil. Good for everything. Keep a jar in the bedroom. Hypoallergenic. Low melting points. That's what I like. Yeah. Good for massage. Good for moisture. But high smoking points. Think about that. That doesn't make no sense. It's a great oil. I like to fry my chicken tendies in coconut oil as well. Just don't let those tendies hit the floor. <coughs> gimme, gimme, chicken tendies in coconut oil, pan fried. <laughs> I saw in that the uh, cast iron skillet. Delaware increased their business licenses, and I was like, oh, okay, how many business licenses does Delaware have now? <laughs> they increased it from three to six. Oh, brother. Wow, they doubled them. Wow. Yeah. Doubled up. Three. Can you imagine that, though? Limit your market to three licenses? In Delaware? I know Delaware's small, but. I can imagine Small it. Delaware. Because I can imagine a map of Delaware. The whole licensing thing is just frustrating to me. It's bullcrap, for That sure. there's a cap on any of this. Like, as you should be... Because you have to buy your license, right? You have to, like, prove you have these assets and pay for applications yeah. and all this crap. Just let people buy licenses. Well, and you profit know, off of them more. Before six licenses, there was zero licenses. So, like, uh... It's a step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. After after all. I I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. (laughs) But it's wild because, I don't know, I just feel like, uh... When you don't have this many licenses, then you're not making many opportunities for local people because you know that these bigger experienced uh, companies from say Denver or you know Washington state or whatever they're just going to move in and get those licenses and they've got the capital and the experience to snag them lame lame just dude lame why limit why limit the free market yeah, man exactly. come on what happened to free market well, I mean, it's federally illegal, so... Right. Free nothing. <laughs> nothing free. <laughs> At some point, you're breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking it just the de- law. It just depends on which law at what level, but you're breaking one of them. Nah, just try to break one at a time. I don't even know if that's possible. I don't think it is now. <laughs> Fucking just by default existence, you're breaking at least six or seven at any given moment in any given jurisdiction. Yeah, like collecting rainwater. Seriously. Some of the dumbest <laughs> things are against the law. That's one of my favorite Joel Salatin books. Everything I want to do is illegal. Mm. I was just like, word, man. 
Polyface Farms is so cool. That was a great spot. It was a great stop on our road trip to the northeast. I was talking to my buddy up north. He's going to do chickens this next year, probably in the Salatin. Uh, in the Salatin style? Yeah, those mowers that he just moves every periodically. That's awesome. So you just put the chickens in this little like cage coop, right? And then you yeah, drag little, it on something. Little chicken tractors. And then do they they poop on the ground? And then do they eat the grass? How does this work? They scratch and they eat the bugs and shit. Oh, the bugs, that's right. Because he moves, he moves cows in there first. Cows will eat the grass down. And cows will also shit. And then three days after the cows are there, like maggots start to hatch typically from the cow shit. That's when you move the chickens in. the chickens in, eat them. And they're going to eat the maggots out of there. You're going to cut down on your fly problem. And the chickens scratch up all the shit into the soil to fertilize it. And then we get more fornicating earthworms. That's right. And that's what we all need. That's a sign of healthy soil. More fornicating earthworms. Earthworms banging or hanging. Oh, speaking of banging or hanging. Oh. I forgot to thank our artist for today. Lorian. The one that you're banging or hanging? <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the one in the same. I did it. I, I, you know, I just didn't want to hear you complain about there being no art anymore. And I wanted to make art. Oh. And thank you for moving my uh, system up to my office that I oh, now yeah, have. Totally. I feel wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> that's this is the first show with the new setup, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. New setup. You used to have your desktop tower down here. All that's upstairs now and all your transcription stuff and your pedal and everything like that. Yeah. But it, your mic is still there. And uh, now my second laptop, which I used to have the two machines that I was fucking with at the same time, I moved that over to this desk. So now during the day, in any given day, like, I do hop back and forth between them like the Mad Hatter. Okay. Uh, between your laptop and your desktop. I primarily do coding over here on the laptop stuff since that's what, like, all the centric stuff was on. So all of my repos are there and my folder file system is all set up to be, you know makes sense to use that one. But then over here, like most of my Adobe programs are, so I usually do like, oh, and it's also what the soundboard sucks into. So I'll do the show from the, on this machine, uh, and then any graphic design or visual design, I do that too, over here. And then you code over here. So depending on, on what I'm doing or working on, I'm jumping back and forth. There's some things I can do from both, thank God. Mostly like communications, emails and uh, the like real estate searches but some things man some things just make more sense on one machine versus the other well i have to say my art for today's episode drew inspiration from a really gross place oh <laughs> so craft <laughs> mac and cheese uh -oh. came out with a hot pink candy mac and cheese for valentine's day oh i saw that actually. but you could only get it if you like applied and got through this sweepstakes process, they gave out a thousand of them. Hmm. Um, and this popped up on my algo. Some girl being like, I reviewed Kraft mac and cheese candy, <laughs> candy mac and cheese. First, I thought it was just like candy shaped like mac and cheese. No, 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 no. You're like cooking up mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. You're, you cook up your mac and cheese. You dump in the cheese powder like you always do. Then you dump in an additional powder packet that turns it hot pink. Oh, my God. And I had to find the ingredients. I was just like, what is in here? Right? Like, 
Yeah. The the powdered cheese is already gross. <laughs> what are we adding to this? A well, candy coating on the outside. Only Kraft didn't have their ingredients on their site or anything. But one guy who won a review of it was smart enough to flip the packet over, so I was able to pause the video and then write down the ingredients. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maltodextrin. Okay. Fructose. Mm-hmm. Beetroot concentrate for color. Mm-hmm. Natural flavors. Hmm. Carrot concentrate for color. Citric acid. Soybean oil as a processing aid. Vanilla extract. And not more than 2% silicon dioxide added to prevent caking. But this shit is hot pink. And then it <laughs> turned the mac and cheese like... A dark, sick-looking pink. And the picture that they used for the article that was recommended for my reading from uh, Insider had this girl sitting alone eating the hot pink mac and cheese off of a spoon, like, right out of the pot on the stove still. It's just so gross. I've I've been known to do that. Taste (laughs) from the pot. There was a lot of people online that were like, excited about it you know just like i need to try this and both uh and plenty of people who were like if you make this for valentine's they were breaking up <laughs> i was like yeah no <laughs> shit if you make craft mac and cheese at all for valentine's day it's over <laughs> unless i have some strange craving and i'm like you know what we're eating mac and cheese but that just doesn't really happen yeah scratch really mac is. and cheese though Ooh, that can be legit still kind of gross <laughs> I mostly like uh, paschetti. Yeah, spaghetti so, with good old meat sauce. Yeah, the meat sauce with noodles. Man. Oh, oh, so the bowl. And a bunch of meat. So my art for today is like a sweetheart, and it says bowl mates. Yeah. Now, when they sent out these candy mac and cheese um, little boxes, they came in a heart-shaped box, and they all said different things. And one girl said bowl mate, like two separate words. Oh, yeah. Like, share a bowl of mac and cheese with sure. me. And I was like, mm, no, share a bowl of weed with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was like, can you make it say bowl meats or be my bowl, bowl mates? <laughs> bowl bowl meats. meats. I still have that meat sauce on my butt. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Paschetti meatballs. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? No, I was like. I saw Bowlmate and without the context, I didn't like know there were any reference or anything. I was like, Yeah, I was saving it for the show. Can I say like Bowlmates yeah. or be my Bowlmate, maybe? But that makes sense now. Yeah, now you know the. But I still like that it says Bowlmates. Me too. Spapeggy and Meatballs. Spapeggy and Meatballs. <laughs> my famous Peggy and Meatballs. Um, oh, and if you are wondering, the review said that the. Candy flavoring tasted like watered down maple syrup. Bah. Gross. That's what that elf cereal tastes like. Uh, just gross. And I also learned that um, in Canada, and I I should verify this with our Canadian friends here, but <laughs> it appears that they call Kraft Mac and Cheese Kraft Dinner because the box for the Canadian release of it said oh, KD Kraft Dinner. Most like, of what? most of them say the craft dinner on them or something like that. Like Pretended it's a, to it's be a, fancy. It's a mac and cheese dinner. Dinner though, mac and cheese is in no way a dinner. <laughs> it's a side. It's a side for three year old and under. Even <laughs> you can mix a can of tuna of it <laughs> into it, and it's still not dinner. It's still a side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But hey, what can you do? You can make good art out of the little noodles. You, you made know, the good glue art. Glue them on paper and <laughs> color them. 
Uh, New Mexico might see some recreational weed. Because oh, we hope so. Yeah, their legislative committee just advanced a bill. Um, and actually, they looked at two or three different bills, and this was the only one that advanced. And they speculate, or at least the DPA, Drug Policy Alliance, speculates that it's because this was the only bill that included social justice and equity provisions. Oh, yeah. But of course, you know, it says, okay, it's very vague right now. Mm-hmm. It says re- require the state to plan to create a plan to ensure licensing diversity. And I wonder if it's like the neighborhood you, where you grew up in, because they also talk about huh. investing a portion of the revenue back into communities that were most harmed by the war on drugs. Gotcha. And so I, I just like but, look up zip codes of arrests, or I wonder how they determine that. Right, I don't know. I do not know the answer to that, uh, but I know. In Missouri, there were some, like, diversity points on the application, and I think it was, like, if you had an arrest or if a parent had a drug conviction. Um, Yeah, so we've been hearing it pop up. And then that new uh, organization we talked about last week. Oh, right. That's their whole focus. Like, diversity and federal weed laws. Okay, this is this is America, all right. We are diverse, right? You yeah. don't have to write it in. See, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of all the laws when they pass. Like, if you apply them to the citizenry, then you apply them to a very diverse group of people. Yeah, you know, and, and then you don't also leave anybody out. And you know, they talk about communities most harmed by the war on drugs, but every community was very harmed by the war on drugs. I just want to see what they're basing that statistic off of. You know, like. Yeah, is it places with higher rests? Is it low-income neighborhoods? Is it, you know? Conversely, are what? they are they keeping out of neighborhoods where, like, you know, daddy was on city council and you never, ever got a charge off anything? Like, maybe they're staying out of those neighborhoods? Mm, I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> I have my doubts, but hey. But hey, it's hey. a step in the right direction, right? If New Mexico gets a recreational market set up. It's a step in the right direction after all. So, Mississippi, their Senate approved a bill. Oh? Which would implement statewide medical program, a statewide medical program. Now, this may sound weird because they passed one in November, the voters. But the Supreme Court has challenged it. But. And so... This bill will immediately replace Initiative 65 if it's struck down by the Supreme Court. Mm. I was like, that's an interesting little move there. Because we're seeing these voter-approved initiatives being erased or called unconstitutional by state whatever. (laughs) Saying it covers more than one topic when it's really just grow, sell, buy weed. Yeah. Well, those are three different issues. (laughs) It's a weed issue. Yeah, it's wild how some s- certain activist judges are able to put the kibosh on the whole thing. Yeah, it is wild. And, uh, you know, to fight back, Idaho has started their medical campaign for 2022 and got the green light to start collecting signatures. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. They only need 68000 so. That's definitely doable. It's totally doable. They got till 2022. They're good. But, you know... <laughs> Look into that whole, you know, one topic. Maybe come up with two separate initiatives. Make sure it's a fail-safe. 
Although anyone that wants to strike it down, I'm sure they'll find some other little legal loophole that they can argue against. Assholes. Certainly will. They'll do it. They'll find a way. They always find a way. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing! Uh, Humboldt County has permanently banned the cultivation of hemp. Oh, no. Yeah, but there's been a temporary moratorium on hemp growth since uh, 2018. So, uh, they're just worried about the um, pollen hmm. depressing the cannabinoids in their high THC strains oh, that they're growing. I see. Yeah, so. That actually makes sense. They banned the hemp because they're growing the good shit. Yeah, they banned the hemp so they can keep growing the uh, female plants with the Oh, buds. no, this ain't no comparison. <laughs> look, they look so good. But people are bummed. Yeah, well. But we need that good good. Yeah, bro, that's that <laughs> humble shit, dude. Yeah, Come exactly. On. You want that to be right. You don't want that to be all pollinated. They're right about that. Yeah, just interesting. It is interesting. So if you're a hemp grower in Humboldt, got to move. Or just grow bud. Or just grow bud. Come yeah, exactly. On, <laughs> go, what are you doing in Humboldt if you're not growing bud? Anyway, it just makes sense. Um, you remember the weed company Dixie that makes like infused yeah, products I and do like beverages that. and such? Dixie elixirs and all that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, back in show like 20 something, they had proposed changing their name. But they didn't have like a vote for what it could be. They weren't asking for suggestions. They just were like, "We're gonna change our name because we don't like the way that the connotation of Dixie." Yeah. Okay. Kind of like the chicks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, they have not changed their name. Wow. And they're still going by Dixie. Wasn't that like six years ago? <laughs> a show twenty. <laughs> Trump was president. Oh really? Well, yeah, of course. It was. No, not not that long ago, show 20. I just said in the 20s. Oh, I got you. It was like one of I our first post-hiatus shows. Yeah. So it was a long time ago. But they're back in the news, not because they have any name ideas, but because they're getting sued over using some uh, patented technology on their website. Ruh-roh. Yep. Sued by a Texas company. Geographic Location Innovations, based in Houston. Yeah, they have a store locator on their website using their their little uh, technology there, you for lack of better yourself, term. Man. Their little location tech. Their finder. Yeah, so. So, haha, I have to go to port, court with their racist name on the paper. <laughs> womp womp. Ran out of time to change it. Yep. Yep. Well, that's pretty much my weed recap nice. for this week. That's a pretty good, uh, well-rounded cap there. Yeah, not too much to be pissed off about there. Mostly steps in the right direction. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> this is a result of that. I'm curious to hear uh, what memory triggered you to set the topic this week to. First time I ever knew I had fucked it all up. It was your story. Yeah? Because it was, um, yeah, I'm not going to tell your story. That's your first time ever to share, but... Well, we were sparked because I baked a cake for our two-year-old's birthday. Oh, right. <laughs> My first time I ever knew I realized I fucked shit up uh, was pretty lame. But it was also, like, the first time I defied authority. 
Uh-oh. I was in, it had to be first grade. So this is late. Like, I was a goody-goody for a really long time. But we were sitting at lunch or whatever, and I was in private school, and they poured us apple juice in little plastic cups, and I was doing some ignorant shit, talking with my hands, and I knocked my friend's juice cup off the table. And then we both got, like, a real good laugh out of it. And the teacher was like, okay, clean that up. So we were clean. I was helping her clean it up because I'm not a total asshole. So the teacher came by <laughs> and refilled her juice. And I was just like, <laughs> in my brain, hmm, you know it would be really funny? If I did it again and oh, I just slapped the shit out of the juice <laughs> just because I could. But the teacher was just staring at me when I did it. And it was just one of those like, oh, shit. <laughs> just That was the first time I knew. Yeah. I just acted out. <laughs> just was pissed. Well, uh. That's some, the first time. That's not the worst time, clearly, but. Some callers, uh, called in on the subject matter, I believe, as well. All right, callers. Hey, ballers. I wanted to call in and tell you about the first time I fucked shit up. While this isn't the first time, it is definitely a good example. I was 18 <laughs> when I moved to an apartment with my brother, and I borrowed my dad's truck to move my bed. But I didn't realize that the truck had been left on four-wheel drive low. So I was on I-35 just south of Gardner Road, and I was trying to get the truck to speed up and couldn't go over 60. So I just kept my foot on the gas, and I went on. And a cop pulled me over, and that's when I saw that there was a shitload of smoke (laughs) rolling behind me and that the truck was actually on fire. Fireman eventually showed up, but it was already burnt out. But my dad's transmission was totally fucked. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Thanks for doing the show. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Oh, that's a rough Dang. one, my man. That shit got fucked up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I drove around in low not too long ago. Sometimes you just go like one click too far and don't realize it, you know? And then you're like, oh, fuck, why is my... But it's always when you get up to those higher speeds, you got to look down and be like, oh, Jesus. I'm an L for loser. <laughs> I've done it again. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. That'll happen sometimes, caller. Just try not to set your entire car on fire. Oh, man, that's too bad. 18, man. Hey, ballers, once again. Uh, once again. I just thought of what could be the actual first time I fucked shit up. But, uh, right. I was 12 with the same truck that I <laughs> fucked up the transmission on. Uh, and we were just fucking around, me and a couple of buddies, driving around uh, my dad's property. And uh, didn't see a metal teeth hose sticking out of the ground and slashed the tire. The mm. truck definitely took some abuse over the years. But, uh Yeah. I ended up buying that truck eventually from him, so it wasn't a total loss. So, good for him. Anyway, in the bowl. In the bowl. Well, that truck went through some abuse, huh? I think I had my first car for like four months or something. I blew the engine up of it. I think I put like 8,000 miles on it. That was all. Dang. The fuck shit up vehicles. I bought it at like 205 and made it to like 213 or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It I was don't a stick know. shift. It was a, now you got my mind just reeling with first times for next week. Oh well, that's good. Cause like I thought of a grand story, which is the first time, the first time I ever drove somewhere I wasn't supposed to. Oh no! <laughs> by myself, like if you drive somewhere you're not supposed to be, I think that'd be a fun one for next week. Okay. First, first time I ever drove somewhere I'll write I wasn't it down. supposed to be. I like that one. You'll be happy to know we have yet another. Just like every week, uh, whatever phone boy introduces himself, 
the Google transcription will just mess it up and do it to someone else. This week it's uh, Bad Boy. Bad Boy. <laughs> it says, hey, bullers, it's Bad Boy. I've been wanting to listen to this uh, one all ever since it came in yesterday. Sometimes I read them, but I don't listen to them before, you know. Just can't help it's in the email. Sometimes I read my email. Try to avoid it, but. Hey, bowlers, it's Bad Boy. And, yeah, okay, so maybe I'll even pick a topical uh, first time I ever, and it was and it was going to a casino, and I give a little bit of background. So I nice. played, uh, I, I, I gambled actually fairly early on in my life. Uh, actually, used to, we used to play poker with you know, just basically my family, and, yeah, we and there was real money. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was, you know, a few bucks here and there, which, you know, I guess back in the 80s when, when we were doing this, it was uh, – um, you know, there was real money to me back then, but it was, in the grand scheme of things, it was a few bucks. It wasn't a big deal, but I learned how to gamble. And, you know, and I was always kind of a, I was always good at math. And so, you know, I realized with casinos in general, right? First of all, they're rigged against you, but for sure, right? There's the, you, yep. you can't make a casino be that cool and with all those lights and everything without their, you know, without the thing being rigged. And just, so um, I, I was, and also just casinos in general, they're overstimulating for me. I mean, it's a, it's maybe it's one of those uh, autism things or whatever that is some, you know, somewhere on that uh, somewhere on that spectrum. And so for me, going into a casino is not something that I really like to do. Now, the first time I ever did it, however, was probably back in '96, '97, maybe. Um, I cannot confirm or deny that there may have been a wedding involved, um, but um, yeah, and I, I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I stuck to slot machines, which even Back in those back in those days, were still pretty much um, you know video games, right? So um, I look at the slot machines now, and I go, first of all, I don't even know what you do to win, right? It, it's because there's 15 ways from Sunday that you're you know yeah. that you're there's just uh, crisscross lineup like or whatever. And Z's across um, the screen. You know, crap seems to be a better game, uh, and you and there are ways to you know with and that's you know there are certain games you can play that where the odds are slightly better. And I would probably, you know, if I were to gamble, it would probably be playing blackjack or craps, because uh, I think there are ways. So you don't want to take the big bets in craps. You want to take the, um, you want to, you want to. There's, there's other bets that are probably more of a sure thing, and so that's, uh, that's what I stick to. And yeah, with, with, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's some strategies to blackjack that more often than not that you win. But the idea is you're never going to beat the house in the long term. In the long term, the house is going to win. But you can, you can walk away at times with some extra money. So. You know, if you're going to gamble, then that's what you do. Definitely. <laughs> nice. Bye, bowlers. I love the flair that Phone Boy has on the voice fails, though. Hell yeah. Oh, look it. He's coming through like a champion. He put, you put another one in, too. Okay, fine. I'll do the current topic just to, just to conform. Ah, hold on. <laughs> you know, these two came into Monday, so guaranteed he was listening Monday. I bet you. I bet you anything. I bet you anything. Do the current topic just to just to conform. Uh, so the first time I ever fucked shit up. Conformist. Well, actually, it's probably not the first time I ever fucked shit up because I fucked shit up a lot. But what first came to mind when I heard that, I said, well, yeah. So um, I was taking the hard drive out of my wife's computer to um, anyway to, to move it to a different computer. And, and and I, uh, yeah, I dropped it down the stairs. Oh, now the, no. The, and, yeah, when you drop a hard drive down the stairs, this is, this, these were spinning disks because they're not the SSDs and stuff that they have now. But, oh, yeah, it messed up the hard drive. So um, we, I actually ended up sending it to one of these data recovery places, and, and, and 
you know, it was, it's one of the, it, you know, they have to go into a clean room kind of thing to, to do it. Yeah. And yeah, um, it was the, the hard drive, the heads were like sheared off the hard drive. So there was no way to get the data back. Um, and the backups that I had set up were not working and, 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 and. So uh, certainly not the first dude ding then fuck up that I've ever done, but certainly, uh, one that I, yeah, we, we now, um, We've now done, we now do a lot more things <laughs> to back things up and make sure, you know, we make sure that things are backed up. So this, this that is one of those, uh, yeah, back up your computers things. And that's, you know, and unfortunately, that's something I hear about, uh, a lot of times. And yeah, that was a big fail. <laughs> <laughs> big fail. Wompity womp. Man, those are coming through crispy clear. Yeah, they are. Flare. Love the flare. Love it in with the flare. Phone Boy actually has uh, superpowers because his parents were hippies. But you didn't know that. That's why he can run in sandals. <laughs> I don't know, like, how it's done, really. I was going to say, I definitely cannot run in sandals. I'd murder my shins anytime I tried to do it. Uh, here's another one. Yeah, so the first time I ever called a podcast to talk about Phone Boy's Naked feet. <laughs> I guess that's now. It's not like I have a foot fetish or anything, but um, when he posts those pictures on NA Social about going for a walk or around barefoot in the snow, <laughs> man, I feel like a wuss. <laughs> anyway, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl with the feet pics. Unknown collar. I love it. <laughs> See, yeah, that's the... Uh, phone boy barefoot walking in the snow. That's his superpowers, man. Whew. Taking cold showers. Second, second gen hippie. Uh, yes. All these superpowers, exercises. Man. Yeah. Phone boy. Phone boy. Magical phone boy. The man, the myth, the wonder. <laughs> Bad boy as he is this week. He's a different boy every week according to the transcript. They just flip it around. <laughs> Bad boy this week. <laughs> What you gonna do? Conform and leave an F tie that goes along with this week's. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, is that the first time Phone Boy ever went along with the topical? I'm not first sure time if it's ever? the first time, but it's like, if if it's not, then it's the second time. Well done, double Phone Boy <laughs> yeah. voicemails. Feel privileged for that for sure. Um, the first time I can remember that I ever fucked it all up was when I was little and it was my dad's birthday. My dad is like this woody woodpecker freak, man. He has this collection. It's extensive. It's always growing. We gave him some more stuff because it was just his birthday last week. It's, uh, it's been featured at Crown Center. Yes. And he's had like a news article written about his woody collection, right? Yeah, it's big. They had the... Crown Center always does this... The one room downstairs, it's like a rotating exhibit. Some. Recently, it's been like a little kid's playground type stuff. But uh, one season, it was things people collect, and a bunch of different collections were up in there. There was like comic book stuff collections. Like, you know, somebody had a Superman collection. Somebody had uh, this one girl had like Starburst wrappers. She collected. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, you try to open them and then like <laughs> open it so there's no tears in the Starburst wrapper. And like, everyone's done it at least once, right? No. What? <laughs> I've never cared about the wrapper to a Starburst. Oh, you just open just it up that so it's shit all off flat and, eat it. and like no tear in it. Uh, well, anyway. No, you OCD weirdo. 
that girl had like <laughs> 4,000 of them or oh something. Oh, my God. But they were all just Star Wars. You know, even 4,000 Starburst wrappers when they're all together doesn't look <laughs> like anything other than a stack of trash, you know? Um, <laughs> How much space did that take up? Not much, I would imagine, right? Just like maybe one little glass case? Yeah, it was super small. Uh, it was this. I think it was the smallest collection. But my dad had the Woody Woodpecker collection, man. And he didn't have every item up in that display. He just had like, you know, we picked a a good chunk of stuff that would just look cool. Some of our better stuff. He's got this old pair of scissors that's like a Woody Woodpecker scissors. Hmm. That always used to be one of my favorites. Clocks, watches, memorabilia, all that kind of stuff. Did he bring the, um, what are those, uh, blow mold light? Uh, I don't think we had those back then, actually. Oh, those are so cool. Yeah, those are more recent. But at any rate, man, my dad's a big Woody guy, right? So this one year for his birthday, my mom, she's like a cake freak. So she just like makes great cakes. That was one of her things. And uh, she made this big Woody Woodpecker head that was a cake. Yeah, I said pecker head. Get over it. <laughs> and, uh, so she made it the night before. It was all perfect. She had taken a couple of pictures of it. And then like in the morning, the next morning, I wake up. And it's my dad's birthday, and I'm, like, so excited. I'm, like, I want to be the one who gives my dad the cake. So I, like, run into the kitchen before everybody's in there. And I, like, the counter, I'm, like, fuck. I'm probably, like, three or four. (laughs) I can't be older than that. And the counter's above my head. And the cake's up on the counter. So I reach up there, and I slide the cake uh, and I'm picking it. I'm just going to go take it straight to my dad in bed. And it just falls right off of the counter, splat right on the top of this face, just wrecked. Uh. All in one motion, man. I don't know how it happened. It's just like, woof, boof, boom. All the cake just fucked. Just totally in a mush pile. Yeah, that's the first time I really fucked it all up. And then? And then <laughs> Did know. your mom see this happen? She was like, I think she heard me up. And like deduced what I was doing, and like was able to run, like run from the into the hallway, transitioning into the dining room part of the kitchen, as it was falling. So she just saw it fall and crash. Oh my god! But she wasn't quite fast enough to do nothing about it. Did you receive a lashing? I never, <laughs> ever, I think lived it down. I don't think she ever looked at me the same after. Oh. That. You could do no wrong until you ruined that Woody Woodpecker cake. A, yeah. That was the moment. That makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> it <ended> it all. <laughs> Man, we got a text in. All right, a text. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's see here. I got to see that. This is another text, so I got to... Oh, it's texted in a story, actually. Oh, cool. Text after text. This is out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Thought it would fit within the fuck up theme. In the bowl, y'all, from Phoenix. Let's see. 975 COVID-19 vaccines thrown away accidentally at Knox County Health Department. Oh, my God. (laughs) Knox County Health Department has requested the state to investigate 975 second-dose Pfizer vaccines that have gone missing after the state confirmed the shipment to KCHD, but they have no record of receiving them. Hmm. The 700... Uh, excuse me, the 975 doses are about 1.7% of all the vaccines distributed in that county so far. More than 56,000 doses have been administered. 
in that county. Oh, man. Accidentally disappeared to the black market. You know what that means is a little bit of a gutter ball. For real. For real, for real. I saw an article about Kansas investigating into uh, the vaccine waste just because they have to throw a bunch out. They get shook or they're not used in time. They can't refrigerate them properly. Yeah, if they go up to a certain temperature. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. We did have another voicemail, too. All right, let's hear it. People just fuck shit up sometimes, but there's always a first time. Howdy ho, bowlers. It's Booberry. Hey, Booberry. First time I realized I fucked shit up. <laughs> I was finishing up a run as a fill-in assistant props guy for Andy the Musical, and on the last night, the crew and I, we bonded pretty good over those uh, couple of weeks, and they decided to give me a proper send-off. Well, hanging out with uh, my buddy Horsehead, smoking a little, uh, drink half a bottle of Jameson before we even left to meet up with everyone in the hotel bar. Um, everyone that came down and met us at the bar got me a shot in the beer, and by the time we left to actually go hit up, uh, this is like Lansing, Michigan, I believe. Um, I was already fucking stumbling out the door. Ended up blacking out that night. Uh, there's some other shit not important to the story. The moment I realized that I fucked up is when I woke up in bed to security entering my room. And, and there's a little piece of information I forgot. I was supposed to fly that day. Oh, and fuck. My head props, the temporary boss, was going to drive me to the airport along with the assistant wardrobe. So I wake up. Security is walking into the room. Assistant wardrobe is walking into the room. Oh, no. And the head props walks into the room. And when that happens, I wake up, and I am covered in blood. And uh, this is not safe for life, uh, blood and vomit, because not only had I totally tripped and ate it, on the ice in Lansing, and I mean, it was a probably a four-inch gash on my forehead. I oh, hit God. the pavement so hard. I had also gotten very sick in my sleep. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, damn. that's probably the most vulnerable position I think I've ever experienced. But in the bowl, <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> Cheers, boobs. Man, you really go all out, man. On that one, bust your head open. Fucked his own shit up. Yowie zowie. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> pretty good on its own, isn't it? It's pretty good cut short. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. Mike, see, Mike says, damn, how do you top that? See, that's the blueberry comes in at the end. Bat and clean up. <laughs> Next caller. Next caller. That's the end of the line so far on the voicemails, but you can always call us to weigh in at uh, 816 Doof. 607 in the mighty 816. But yes. Um, ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowl. Hell yeah. You want a bowl? I do. I always want a bowl. I'm eager to bowl. Free the bowling alleys. Yes. Let us back in. God, it has been two years since I legit bowled. Uh, At least. Uh, and do you remember there was quite some time between that last time you bowled and the time before that? Yeah, man, they're just getting spread out over too big of a time gap. It's not good. It's not, not good. Good, man. Gotta get back to the lanes. Yeah. We need to build our own lane. Ah, fuck it, dude. Here in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, a 20-foot, 2-inch bear made out of roses 
broke a Guinness record this weekend. Tight. Yes. It was made from 18,000 roses Holy attached moly. to a metal frame. Uh, unfortunately, it was in China. Oh. Yeah. It was constructed for a marriage vow renewal ceremony that 108 couples attended. Nice. Happy Valentine's Day. It's a good gathering. <laughs> gathering. <laughs> yeah. So now we just have to use... Oh, this one says... Uh, it was. They got that number wrong. It says 48,000 roses in another story. Oh. Mm, 18,000, 48,000. That's a 30,000 difference. That's a big difference in roses. Yeah, who's counting these roses, man? There seems to be some discrepancies. I don't know. The bear weighs seven tons and will be replaced with fake flowers seven so that tons. they can keep it on display. Come on, America. Holy Time to shit. build a 33-foot bear out of some real flowers. We should hit up lavender blossoms. No doubt. Lavender bear. Lavender That's bear. a lot of fucking <laughs> lavender. It's a lot of flowers. It's too many damn flowers. Man. Yeah. Well, hopefully everyone had a better Valentine's Day than this guy Uh-oh. who accidentally ordered an $800 hey, listen, bottle did- of wine. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. That one's for me, too. <laughs> Curry tripped and fell back behind the curtain back here. Jeez. Because oh, he'd never done a blunt before. Oh, shit. I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. <laughs> this guy... Um, He's been living in Japan for two years. Damn. And he has had a girlfriend for six months. Um, and so he was just not doing the math right in his head when looking at the yen prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Noob. Yeah. And he, it was funny because he was actually, the waiter offered him like a reasonable wine and he wanted to go for something cheaper. Then he ended up going for one that was like oh, way more no. expensive. <laughs> Uh, and he said in his little article that uh, his girlfriend just laughed at him the whole time and was making fun of like math and <laughs> his math lack of abilities and how yen isn't U.S. dollars. And, oh man, that yeah. would be a bummer just to overspend just because you're like so. you're trying to under not underspend, but you know you're trying not to overspend and then you like way overspend. See, Mike asks if it was good wine. It was a Let's Na- see. a Napa Valley red wine. A 2013. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce um, that. The way, I would, the way I would pronounce it is amuse bouche. <laughs> but I don't think amuse I'm Amuse bouche. Right. Amuse Maybe. bouche. Bouche? Bouche. Amuse bouche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, uh, I've, I've not been read into the wine thing. No. Coffee, yes. Wine, that's an adventure. One of the best dudes we had at uh, the coffee shop was a sommelier as well. Sommelier. Yes. Yes. He was cool. Anyways, dude did pay the bill and is trying to laugh it off. What a fella. And that's all you can do. All you can do is laugh. Yep. Life's too short. Hey, man. If the check didn't bounce, then fuck it. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Better get drunk off of that bottle, though. Oh, yeah. I think the way it was spelled was B-O-U-C-H-E. But it's didn't say in the article. It's just a picture of a wine bottle. It could even be not the right one. Yeah. What do First I word was definitely a muse. What do I know? What do I know about it? Well, I know that if you like cereal and you like 
BLM, there's a cereal for you now. Oh? It is called Proud Puffs, and it's chocolate flavored. <laughs> and it's vegan. <laughs> and it's in the shape of a fist. Oh my. <laughs> and it's not a joke. <laughs> It's like a meme cereal. It is a meme cereal. So, wait, you're telling me Aunt Jemima can't be on a syrup bottle, and the Land of Lakes lady can't be <laughs> on a stick of butter, <laughs> but these Proud Puffs are not, like, some kind of Reddit meme or anything? Not in any way, shape, or form racist. Oh, my goodness gracious. They're made by a black guy. I can't be racist. Well. Wait, but Aunt Jemima. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I don't know, but... There's a lot there, huh? Proud Puffs word search. Vegan cereal. Oh, oh, what are some of the words that they want you to find? Unstoppable, powerful, capable, proud, happy, important, beautiful, strong, kind, smart, confident, magical, loved, enough, fun, protected, awesome, blessed, and brave. Hmm. Those are in the word search. Some positivity. Yeah. (laughs) This is some very positive words. Hey. Positive. Positivity. Positive proud puffs. I've got nothing bad to say about positivity. And no. Dude said he woke up with the idea for it at like three in the morning and just figured it was, you know. Divine inspiration. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. An idea from God and had to go with it. And here he is. The little fist puffs. Man, (laughs) I hope they turned the milk all chocolatey. Well, the illustration on the front of the box would lead you to believe... What does it that does. mean? Um, it means... What is what is the animal product in most of the puff cereal? <laughs> I mean, is that anything special? Well, if it's vegan, you can't use the milk with it. That would be like oh, anti-vegan. Yeah, but <laughs> Wait. You, you can could use, use like almond, almond juice. Mi- yeah, almond juice, coconut water. Ugh. Um, <laughs> coconut milk? Yeah. Water, I guess they call it milk. Oh, they said, okay, okay. So they said that the... It's in the shape of a black fist. You know, I said in the in a fist. Let's be specific here. It's a black fist. These are Proud Puff cereals. Black fists only. Well, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. <laughs> That's why it's Proud Puffs. Proud Puffs, man, they should have put the Proud Family on there. You remember the Proud Family oh, was yeah. on there? The Proud Family. Mm. I remember some of them. That would probably be some expensive royalties. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, man, that is a... A busy bowl on the front of the box. They've got two, four, six, eight, ten people eating out of a cereal bowl. Crowded bowl. <laughs> hey, we like a crowded this bowl. This bowl is though. always crowded. That's yeah. right. It is, but it's comfortable. We're There's nothing warm. stronger than having it be done in front of a crowd. People are seeing blue dogs in Russia. Blue dogs in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad because. <laughs> Apparently, they got into an abandoned factory that was closed like six years ago. Hmm. And the factory um, produced this chemical, hydrocyanic acid, uh, which is a commercial dye and also a poisonous warfare agent. Damn. So the dogs are probably going to die a painful death and be blue. Well, she's dead. Until then. And until they rot. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. In Soviet Russia. (laughs) Blue kill you. Blue. Blue. There's an ammunition producer, Mm -hmm. 
Phoenix Ammunition out of Michigan. They have decided that they will not sell to Biden voters. Nice. I saw a couple places, I think, in Missouri doing that, too. Yeah, in Jeff City, we have a firearms store that said that. They just threatened it on their Facebook. They said we're not selling to Biden people. But Phoenix Ammunition has inserted a questionnaire into their purchasing process that requires you to say whether who you voted for. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, 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 they're taking it seriously. That's hilarious. Uh, Remember the Gorilla Glue Girl? Oh, yeah. I mean, how How could could you you forget? forget? It's just been blowing up everywhere now. She did get her hair fixed. She went. She underwent surgery. She had started to go fund me and raised twenty four thousand dollars off of it. Um, I guess she went to the ER before she got this surgery scheduled. Yeah. Um. Because, and they just sent her out. So she said she was going to keep some of the money to cover her ER visit, and then. The surgeon out of Beverly Hills um, actually treated her for free. And then she said she's going to donate $20,000 raised from her GoFundMe to a foundation that helps get reconstructive surgeries for people in other countries. Give and get, uh, get and give back. Yeah. At least there's that. And keep glue out of your hair. Yeah. For it Pete's was- sake. I saw it was like that spray version. Was that? Did you see that? I didn't know there was a spray version. Yeah, but it almost. It's that's the fucked up. Is thing it tempting? About it. Is it? Were well, you like? It oh, looks a bit like a hairspray bottle would look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In size and shape and stuff, it's just unfortunate. And then I also saw there there is a hair styling product called Gorilla Snot. Oh shoot. Which is just a really thick hair gel, basically. Yeah, not to be confused with Gorilla Glue. Absolutely. Gorilla Glue should stay with the tools and your hardware and not go in your bathroom. That's right. <laughs> not in your hair area. Your hair area? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, that's two jinxes on us tonight. Really? We're ridiculous. Ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. You know what is ridiculous? What's that? <laughs> These former high school classmates just found out that they're long-lost twins. Oh, gee. Yeah. Well, that'd be a cool thing to find out. Yeah, guy and gal uh, in their early 50s from Indiana. Because Indiana just unsealed their adoption records. Oh, that's cool. So, this woman... That's two in a row, dude. ...was able to research her bio, bio mom... Um, and found some stuff out. Had to like <laughs> look up people who she shared a birthday with at you know the place where she was born. Found three matches that could have potentially been her twin, three men, uh, and reached out to them. And one of the first ones she reached out to was the one she went to high school with. Oh, and yeah. they both took DNA tests and confirmed, yeah, they're twins. They didn't uh, go to the prom ever, did they? No, no, no. It, there is nothing weird. But now they're really good friends. And they both said things like, oh, I always knew there's something missing in my life. And now they're here. Like, they're really getting along and good friends. Good brother and sister friendship. Nice. Just cool as hell. Well, that is cool. Yeah. That's and- it. We'll finish it off the turkey. Full turkey. Hell yeah. 
I think that uh, that maybe that's some new activism to get behind is this fight for unsealed adoption records. Yeah, once you're an adult, you shouldn't be held from the truth. You shouldn't be like legally barred from the truth of who you are and where you came from once you're a legal adult. That's that's my personal opinion on it. Uh, you can maybe make cases to judges in certain cases for minors or whatever in weird circumstances. But once somebody's an adult, that's it. No more shielding them from the truth. Yeah. I mean, from, from records of their own birth and their own life. Fucking Jesus. Come on. Now, sperm donors are a little weird because they'll stipulate like, oh, yeah, you can tell the kids my identity when they're 18, but I don't want to be contacted by them. And they can like say those things. I'm just like, dude, you're making a human. Yeah, like, You don't get to control what that human does. No. <laughs> I don't like the sperm donation thing. Oh, it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think regulation is the answer to it, but I just think like it just feels like dark magic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like you're creating a life and then you're taking no responsibility for that life that you put out it's there. It's like peak deadbeat, really. If you think about it. Yeah. For a little bit of cheese for squeezing one off in a in a tube, donating donating sperm. Come on. Come on, Bro, man. I, <laughs> I might have talked about this on one of the BABs when we did a sperm selection party. Oh. For uh, the wine truck, yeah, I remember that. I don't know if you it's talked just about uncomfortable. I never really thought I would ever donate sperm. It was just not really a thing on my list. I've donated plasma one time, donated blood several times. Sperm, uh, it's just not the uh, the juju I want to put out there. But after that party, dude, I was like, no, there's no <laughs> way, never. They were all like, they all had like pictures of these dudes when they were like six. You know, like childhood six to eight. Yeah. And they're trying to pick like who they want out of like, you know, there's like 12 pictures up there. So they're doing like rounds and eliminating dudes and just just different shit based off looks and like a dating profile. Oh, yeah. I should probably clarify. So it was uh, it was kind of like an anniversary party of a couple lesbian chicks. And so and you were bartending. I was bartending for the wine truck and they were doing their sperm selection party. So they invited a bunch of people over and it was sort of like a wedding shower type scene, except for the theme was we're looking for the sperm donor. We're going to pick. So like one of them was going to carry the kid and then they wanted the sperm donor to try and kind of mostly look or resemble the other one. (laughs) But just like, I don't know the way, you know, you just see these kids like photos tossed down or like, the way they're just shopping for the dudes. Well, what also weirds Ugh, me out too is just, like it was like it was another level. If you, when you interact with lesbians who want to have a child and they want to bear the child, and if one of them has a brother and you're ever like, because I've been in this situation where you're just like, well, why don't you just use you know the other one? Your partner will use your brother's sperm because <laughs> then you have the same DNA. Do you know the f- like? It's just like. No, but I'm like, yeah. but then you're literally like, it's that's like the closest you're going to get. It's like an automatic no. I know, but that's the closest they can get to the real thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just is like. Uh, the real thing I say, but look, here's the science. It's a real fucking conundrum, man. We take that's a turkey all. baster. You pick the guy off his MySpace profile and we'll just jam it into you. I mean, it's, it's DNA connection. You're putting your own, you're putting your own zygotes out there. You know, to create life, to create life forms. 
So you got a kid out there, and yeah, you're just a donor, and you signed all these papers saying like "nuh-uh" and "uh-uh," and my phone number is a secret and shit. <laughs> and uh, that doesn't change the fact that you you nut your nut is now a kid walking around. You know, there's just this huge sense of responsibility yeah. that I can't shake about being a parent. You there's know, like a genetic connection that you've made that isn't going away just because you never really saw the consequences or like got to pick the person who picked you or whatever, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. Just, uh, just doesn't seem wise No. <laughs> on the large scale to me. Maybe that makes me a horrible person, but it's just the way it just, I don't know. Seems irresponsible. That would be how I'd characterize it. Irresponsible, man. Oh, but that sweet government cheese. Yeah, you get like <laughs> 600 bucks if you like have no genetic weirdnesses and look decent and <laughs> at age seven. Oh, God. No, don't use your first grade picture, Chad. That was a terrible one. Get the second grade. Second grade. <laughs> that's when you shined. Ay, ay, ay. Goodness gracious. What's the next one? The next one? Well, there's a Disney cyborg now. Oh. Yeah, this lady... Um, Took her like magic pass, I think they're called. Oh yeah. Which you can it's like a bracelet you wear when you're at Disney World or oh, the sure. parks. And you can just swipe that and it'll like charge your card and get you <clears throat> into your hotel and whatever. And uh her and a friend decided to just uh do a little apartment surgery, put it in her wrist. Oh my god. And it works. Oh. This whole thing is very, very spooky. Someone else tried it and uh, failed, but then found her and, like, got the interview with her to be like, oh, man, how did you do it? I did that because when I did it, I lost a lot of blood. (laughs) Yeah, something about how it's not an RFID. The guy did his surgery like it was, and it's not. It's, I don't know. It's crazy. Good God. Uh, but this lady is like real into, um, what do you call it? Like bio mods, you know? She's already, she played with like hotel keys in her. Oh, she yeah. put one under her nail and like all this different weird stuff. Augments. Augments. Augmentations. Yeah, augmentation. Yeah. Upgrades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like deus ex shit. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, when, uh, Elon's got Neuralink up and running on the humans. She'll be right in line, oh, probably. Yeah. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Beep, boop. I'm sad. Make me happy. <laughs> and then I found this other story that was interesting. Ooh. A couple used biosonic MIDI technology to record vibrations from their baby in the womb and make an electronic album out of it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So their baby was born, and they started producing the album after the baby was born. I don't think it says if it's a boy or girl. There are too many details about the kid. Uh, but they did say that while they were producing the record, um, they were you know playing it out loud, and the kid was like super soothed by all the sounds, hmm. which makes sense. Womb sounds. Womb vibrations. Yeah, man. That uh, familiar beat. Some of those... Um, ultrasound places will like record the heartbeats and the swishes and swooshes yeah. and put it 
on a little like recording thing inside of a stuffed animal that you can give your kid as a keepsake. Yeah, something they can cuddle with. So yeah, but hey, this this might be one of the um, it might be the youngest kid to debut an electronic album. <laughs> That's <know>? true. <laughs> Original sound, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we had a last minute disaster story slide into the voicemail. Oh, all right, let's hear it. I can't think of a situation where I totally like fucked up something. Not that, not for a lack of one. Uh, just I can't think of one. So maybe I'll tell you about a fucked up situation. Yeah. So like um, here, like the last day of junior high school would have been ninth grade. So you're actually a freshman when you're leaving junior high and going to the high school. And the last day here, uh, me and two friends were riding uh, motorcycles and three-wheelers uh, Hell yeah. through the woods, um, going between friends' houses and stuff. It used to be kind of rural out here. But uh, I always had a – I don't know how old I was when I got a motorcycle. It was like a XL100 Honda Enduro okay. bike. Yeah, and dirt bike. There's a lot of trails here, just kind of nothing too intense. And uh, so we drive to everywhere. So we went over to a friend's house. Uh, it's about a mile away from the house I grew up in. And uh, hanging out there. And then his parents came home. So then we kind of took off. And then my friend had made, uh, <laughs> had taken black powder from his dad and made some, uh, some items out of that oh boy. <laughs> that we had that we were going to uh, ignite somewhere. Sounds in the explosive. Woods. <laughs> and uh, then one of our friends had a joint on him. I think that was probably around the first time that I've ever had a joint before. And uh, A lot of firsts coming together. We had not smoked it yet, but we were all excited for that. Hell yeah. And come driving through the woods after his parents had come through home, going between subdivisions. At the time, there was, like, wooded trail that you'd go between them. And uh, a cop jumps out from behind a, like, set of trees, bushes, with his gun, like, pointed in the air, and then tells us all to pull over. Uh, I was contemplating running because it was common when you're on motorcycles back then, a cop would yeah. chase you and you'd actually run from him. Definitely. Uh, so I flee it. Fled and eluded many a times in my youth when you're on a motorcycle. Because there were so many trails that you could get to that you could lose them. Um, and you risk getting your motorcycle impounded or getting tickets. <laughs> and uh, So anyways, uh, hitting three. I'm going to hit three minutes here. I, oh, I have yeah. a feeling like any second now. I can sense it. You can. Can you feel it? Do you set a timer? Anyways, um, so... he knew it he knew it he was like is it is it ready is it yeah there it was (laughs) yeah so motorcycles four wheelers three wheelers whatever cop jumps out from behind the tree with his gun pointed in the air seems excessive like i said contemplating running but no he kind of had us there so we all stopped uh he was kind of freaked out when he came up to us and (laughs) the first thing i remember my buddy saying is why the hell do you got your gun out? We're just riding through the woods. So, uh, Jesus. anyways, they took us in, made us walk our motorcycles out um, of the trail to a subdivision street, and they impounded the motorcycles and then took us oh. in. Didn't really tell us anything, and I was kind of like, wow, this is quite elaborate for getting uh, 
pulled over. But apparently at one point they were behind us when we had cut in through the other subdivision, uh, but we didn't, I, nobody saw them. And we kept going through the trail, and they knew where the trail goes on the other side, so they, they ended up stopping us there. There was, a like, a fleet of cops there instantly. But anyway, uh, like a m- half mile away, somebody had robbed the house and, like, stole a safe that had all sorts of money in it oh, and everything. Shit. And they thought that we were part of that. They kept us at the police station for, uh, man, like a, about three hours, I think. I remember when my dad picked me up, he was so pissed off that they kept me that long and didn't really tell him what the hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, and he started yelling and screaming, and basically they let him <laughs> take the motorcycle out of impoundment without ever having to pay for anything. <laughs> Good. Nice. Um, I would pissed, too. But, yeah, they thought we robbed the place. Anyway, we had the, <laughs> had the joint on us and the uh, black powder items. When we got arrested and everything was, like, in our crotch, Oh, Jesus. And uh, we took turns going to the bathroom and dumping everything in the toilet. Oh, God. Uh, ninth grade. So, like, yeah, 14 years old. And, uh, yeah, that was quite a time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Shit, <laughs> the transcript says 14 years old folks home. <laughs> 14 years old folks home. It's a little long, but funny. Funny one. Yeah, dude. That's pretty intense, man. Thought you stole the safe and all that. Guns drawn. Pull the fuck over right now! I'm just trying to smoke this joint, sir. Hey, sir. Leave us alone, sir. Smoke it a bowl, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, it's never too early to get your voicemails in for next week's first time I ever, which will be the first time I ever drove somewhere I was not supposed to. Oh, man. I got a great story for that one. You know our number. It's 816-607-3663. Or doof. Yeah. If you prefer. 607-doof. And hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us on another Tuesday in the Bowl. Love having you here, and we'll see you next Tuesday. I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean, and until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. I am a lone wolf. Oh, Lorian and Spencer. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowl, 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 bowl after bowl. <laughs> Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.